How to Build a Church in 2022. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Hey there, this is Mike at ReachKeep.com and the Better Sundays podcast, and we're here to talk about how to build a local church in the year 2022. This is not talking about growing to an extreme or doing anything it takes to, to grow a church, but to slowly build a church this year. One of the things I know about preachers, and I talk to them every day on the phone, is that they have a heart for their community, and they want to touch lives and build their church. They want to reach more people, not so that they can have some numbers to brag about, but so that they can rescue those people down the street. They can rescue those folks that just moved in. They can work with those new young families. And so I want to give you some practical things to help you build a church in the year 2022. Now, there is a prerequisite to this, and that is that you preach the Bible, you pray, and you live a holy life, okay? You've got some some basic things that have to be done, and that should go without saying, but if I don't say it, someone to say, why didn't you say it? So make sure that you're doing the basics as far as building the church and preaching the Word of God, relevant messages. You are loving on people. You are praying for them. You are doing all that you can to be involved in your community, and that you are just being a man of God from the inside or a woman of God from the inside so that you are what you need to be. But let's talk about some practical things for building a church here. Uh, We've got a view that I want you to take on. This is point number one that I have. The idea is I want you to, and this is for you, okay? The rest of these are kind of things that you'll be doing out there, but this is for you. I want you to view yourself as a developer, I want you to view yourself as a developer. Now, what that means is the idea of uh, developing a large area of, of real estate or developing a shopping mall or developing something. Somebody somewhere had a vision. They saw nothing. They saw flat land. They saw an empty, vacant area. They saw a, a field of, of nothing, and they said, we could turn that into a whatever it happens to be. A lot of places get turned into housing developments. They get turned into cities. They get turned into golf courses. They get turned into all sorts of things. I recently was in Mesquite, Nevada, and there's vast amounts of Nevada that have absolutely nothing. But one day, somebody long ago drove through a couple of those little canyons and said, wouldn't it be cool if this looked different? Wouldn't it be cool if XYZ, condos in this case, golf courses, uh, casinos where they're at, uh, all those different things. But somebody had some vision, and so you have to have a vision, and that starts with you developing yourself, uh, viewing yourself as a developer. So think about yourself as a person that develops things, that moves things, that, that changes landscapes. Now, many of us are pastors or preachers, and we view ourselves as a preacher and a presenter of the Word of God, and that is a subset of that, and that has to happen. But I want you, wherever you are, to view yourself as a developer. The second thing, and actually the third thing, I'm going to give you number two and three at the same time here, is choose a demographic and a geographic. Let me say that again. Choose, prayerfully choose, a demographic and a geographic. So this is point number two and three. Let's go with the demographic one first. We'll call that point two. Choose a demographic to reach. 
Now, you are supposed to reach everybody, and yes, we can, but we have all learned that if we focus on a certain thing, we tend to hit it a little bit better than if we do the shotgun approach. So what I want to encourage you to focus on, the demographic that I think is the top one, is I would like for you to reach new young families from your community. These are new people that have not been in church. That is the demographic. They don't go to church. They're not currently in anything. They might have a church background or something, but they're not active involved. You're not taking them from one church, bringing them to yours. I want you to view that demographic. I want you to view them as a young demographic because we want to reach young families. They're going to be around longer. It just makes sense. And so we want to reach them and reach the children of their family, reach those teenagers. So reaching new, young, and families, the idea of reaching mom and dad and all the kids together. If you're going to build a church, have a focus on reaching families. And we have lots of training that is available on reachkeep.com and through our podcast that can help you with with some of these uh, type of things. So you can look at some of that. We'll give you some very distinct things. But reach a demographic. The number three point is to reach a geographic. A geographic is where you kind of take and focus your area on your your mind on one little particular uh, area. And we've already done this because we are local churches. In other words, we're in a community already, and so we have a certain kind of a uh, natural parameters of some sort. Uh, don't know if you're in a metro or larger area, whatever it is, but if you can focus on an, an apartment building, you can focus on four or five you know, city blocks. If you can focus everything on the south side of this road or the north side of this road, if you can focus on a series of trailer parks or uh, you know condominiums or whatever, take some time to create a demographic and focus on that. Now, you you can still reach everybody. And by the way, when you focus on a demographic and a geographic, you will get everybody in the demographic. I guarantee you, we have people of every age, even though we focus exclusively, our main programmatic focus is on the moms and dads of elementary age children. That's what we focus on. We reach everybody. We have all sorts of senior citizens, all sorts of young marrieds. We have all sorts of those with babies. We have all sorts of everything in every age. We have single people, divorced. We have everything that you can imagine that comes to our church, not just young families that are, you know, the typical nuclear family, but that's what we focus on. We also, as we focus on a geographic, it will help you to focus, but all of those people have relatives and someone else they know that lives somewhere else, and and you will reach all sorts. But if you are scattered in your thinking, you will not be able to really hunker down on your programmatic side of things and really focus. So number two and number three, if you're going to build a church, is focus on a demographic and focus on a geographic, okay? The next one I have here is to recruit a soulmate, recruit a soulmate. Now, that may sound funny to you, and probably uh, many of you have already found your soulmate. I have one, and uh, she's my sweetheart, and I love her, and you probably have that type of soulmate. But I'm looking for, or I'm, I'm asking you to look for, to find someone else within your local church that has the passion for the demographic and the geographic. Someone else that says, you know what, I'll come here early, I'll stay late, I'll work this, I'll print that. I'll do that. Find somebody that's got the heartbeat 
of reaching the demographic and the geographic. And of course, they're living for the Lord uh, as well, and they view themselves as a developer. Now, this may not be, like I say, this is not an organic relationship like a deacon or a Sunday school teacher, although it could be one of those. But it could be someone like a, simply a teenager that says, hey, I'll help you go hand out flyers in that community, or I'll help you run that kids activity. I remember when we started our church, I had several teenagers that began became somewhat my soulmates when I said, we're going to go do something. They said, what? Whatever. We'll be there. Whatever you want, we'll be there. And you need that type of encouragement if you're going to build a church. You need somebody that is not in an organized, in a system, and, and it can be an assistant, and it can be, again, some of your leadership people that are there. Um, but it's, it needs to be someone that has got the heartbeat that you are promoting with your vision of reaching out to the young families of the community and the young families specifically in this particular area area. You get a soulmate and you recruit a soulmate. You won't find one real easy that's hard to find and you'll be surprised because you'll have a few that'll be kind of soulmates and help you at this level and some that help you there. But what I'm saying is find somebody that will come alongside you, encourage you, and you will work along with them and they will get things done. And that way you're not alone. It helps so much. The next thing I have here is with the people that you're going to reach, this would be the soulmate and any other people you have, you need to recruit people and you need to meet with them at what we call non-Sunday meetings. If you are going to build your church, it will proportionately grow in the amount of time that you have meetings with people and talk about the outreach and how you're going to touch these people's lives. And those meetings, the very best meetings, will not be held kind of tied to a Sunday or thrown in on the end of a prayer meeting for five minutes here, ten minutes there. They will be sit-down meetings for an hour or two where you sit in and you talk about details you talk about reaching out, you talk about tactics, you talk about all the programs that you could do, and you prayerfully put those things together, and those are what we call non-Sunday meetings. Your church will grow directly in relationship to the effectiveness of your non-Sunday meetings with people who have a soulmate type of agreement with you on reaching this. So that is our number five one here. Uh, Number six, okay, number six one here, and, and we got just a, just a few more here. Hang in with me. Number six is create amazing Sundays. It is Sunday morning that is the front door to the church, and you need to create amazing Sundays. This does not mean production quality music or, you know, super fancy sermons or all that. Some of it can be just as simple as you have good relationship people at the front door, and they're welcoming people. You're talking with people in the parking lot. Your children's program people are really on top of things. Your your janitorial people have cleaned everything and it is ready to go. There is a unity. There is a sense of... Of, of growth in the air. I remember a girl was at our church, a, a mom with two or three kids, and her she's from a ministry family. Her husband is a pastor's kid, and you know, she might even be a pastor's kid herself, so a young family. And they come through all the time, and they visit our church every time they drive across our state. And we were sitting there on the steps of the, the front of the church afterwards just yakking about ministry things. Everyone had gone home. And she says, you know, there's something about your church. She says, it smells like growth. 
It smells like growth. And this is the idea. This is exactly what we want people to say. Exactly. We want them to go, wow. I mean, when they come to a Sunday morning service, we want them to just go, that was amazing. And again, not the not foo-foo, not rah-rah, not necessarily fancy music or production quality things, even though I believe those should be really good and do a, a great job with those. But just friendliness and a DNA that reaches out and touches those people. Create amazing Sundays. Work on that. Work on that. We have a little saying around here, every Sunday solve a problem. And the preaching every Sunday should solve some type of problem. You should have, you know, where you're touching lives and and you're giving answers to people and your people are loving on each other. And that is an amazing Sunday. More about that. We can teach you more about that uh, at at ReachKeep. The next one here is keep yourself in a learning environment. In other words, read books and listen to podcasts and watch videos and and be involved in that. You can get discouraged on some of these things. And, and if, if you get yourself, uh, you know, you, you, you can get, people don't show up, you have a big day and not many come, blah, 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 you know, you can feel bad. You need to make sure that you keep yourself in a learning and a growing environment and that you are reading and that you're sharing clips from videos with maybe people on your team that you've learned. It's like, hey, listen to this little dab of this and watch that and create that environment yourself. But if you don't have that environment, you need to get involved. You can be involved with us. We are the Reach Keep Academy. We do monthly training with people and, and monthly phone calls with people. It is some great stuff. You can learn more about that at uh, reachkeep.com slash academy. You can learn about uh, how to get involved. We would love to have you involved in our academy and keep you in that learning environment. Let me give you just a, a couple more. Number eight is evaluate evaluate, evaluate. This means that while you are having a year 22 and it's going to be awesome for you, you're going to have dozens of evaluation meetings. Not just one or two, but dozens of evaluation means. In fact, evaluation will become part of your heartbeat. When something is over, you sit down and say, well, hey, how'd that go? What could we do better? What was confusing? What, you know, and we always start out, we always do what was right, what was wrong, and what was confusing. Those are kind of three standard questions we'll do with our staff or with the people that we're dealing with, talking about a, a, a big kids event or something that just happened. What went right? And we love to praise God and talk about super good things that happened. What went wrong? And we'll, we'll talk about, hey, boy, the light blew up here and the, the heater didn't work and the kids didn't show up and we forgot to tell the parents to pick the kids up at the right time. And, you know, there's all sorts of things that go wrong. You talk about those things and you improve. And then the, the confusing is, is sort of you put your outsider view on and go, what were, you know, was this clear to somebody else? Did they understand what we were talking about? And us church people, we can talk in church ease, okay? Uh, it's kind of like, you know, Chinese or Portuguese or something like that. It's a language you may not understand. And there are a lot of people don't understand what we talk about when we say different things. And we can rattle off things very quickly. We need to make sure that we are not confusing to the people that we are reaching. And again, if you start to reach new young families, they don't have a church background. They don't understand some of that. So make sure you evaluate, evaluate, evaluate. Every Sunday, sit down with some key people. What did you do? Every big event, 
went, what can we do better? What went right? What went wrong? What was confusing? Even taking your own messages. And pastors, I encourage you to set your phone up in the front booth, uh, the pew there, point it at yourself, nothing fancy, but just point it at yourself and record yourself. And then at the end, you go watch yourself and you'll go, oh my, did I say that word too many times? Did I say um too many times? Did I use that same hand motion all the time? Did I keep favoring the left hand, not the right hand? Did I walk off this side, not that side? And you evaluate, 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 and get yourself better and better and better. And number nine is a word that every one of us in the ministry seems to hate for some reason, but it's the idea of change. We have a lot of people that say, don't ever change. Well, what I'm saying is change, change, change. Don't change your doctrine. Don't change your Bible. Don't change your, your Lord. Don't change your, you know, all that stuff, but change your, your program, change your tactics, change your things. If they're not working, if you emailed a hundred people and said, we're doing this thing and nobody found out about it, then I wouldn't email them anymore. I'd text them the next time and see if that might work. Okay. Or I'd call them all personally and see if that works, but I would change, change, change. Work on those things that you change. Again, there's certain things you don't change, but there are some things that have to be changed. And if we are going to build the church in 2022, then what we need to do is we need to adapt and change many, many, many things. So anyway, Mike here, I wanted to spend some time encouraging you to build your church in 2022. I want you to grow it. I want you to reach those people. I want you to touch as many lives as you can in your community. I hope these things will be helpful for you. If this has been helpful for you in any way, please hit the, the like button or the thumbs up button there and please subscribe. And we will see you the next time here on our YouTube channel representing the Better Sundays podcast and reachkeep.com. God bless.